0: Can the church say amen? Can the church say praise the Lord? Can the church say hallelujah? hallelujah? Truly I found his yoke to be easy. And his burden is light. Even when the load seems heavy, you're being pressed down. His yoke is still easy. And his burden is like my father said many years ago. He said when the decision is made, the struggle is over. You make up your mind to live for Christ come whatever come what may you live for jesus you know that you're going to do the right things and i truly bless the name of the lord today for all his goodness and his favor in our lives i want to say a special thank you to Shadydale for uh celebrating with, with us last week and pastor's appreciation and anniversary two years amen, amen. serving the lord here at Shadydale, as your pastor has been a blessing and it doesn't seem quite like two years but it's been a blessing Thank God for each one of you and all your gifts, and I'm wearing one of them right now. Thank you all, and y'all to give yourselves a hand, amen. Amen. amen? amen. And Thank God for you all and, and your gifts and everything you've done for me over the last couple of years, especially the last couple of days, and I, I give honor to God for each one of you. Thank God for Sister Angel leading us in the devotion today in the choir, Brother Eric and Brother David, and the ushers on the floor, and all you who are here today, thank God for your presence that you've been blessed by the worship experience already. Look at Isaiah chapter 40 as we continue on our theme, the Christian experience. Isaiah chapter 40. I'm going to read verses 1 through 5 when you find it. Say amen. Isaiah chapter 40 in verse 1. We read comfort. Yes, comfort my people, says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, for she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted, every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight, and the rough places smooth. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and our flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. New Testament passage today is found in the Gospel of St. John chapter 12. We're going to begin reading at verse 12 very familiar story the gospel of St. John chapter 12 we're going to begin a reading at verse 12 when you find it say amen John's gospel chapter 12 and verse 12 we read the next day a great multitude that had come to the feast when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him and cried out Hosanna Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. Then Jesus, when he had found a young donkey, sat on it, as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's coat. His disciples did not understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things were written about him, and that they had done these things to him. Therefore, the people who were with him when he called Lazarus out of his tomb and raised him from the dead bore witness. For this reason, the people also met him because they heard that he had done this sign. The Pharisees therefore said among themselves, you see that you are accomplishing nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. And today I want to share with us briefly from the subject, the Christian experience. Celebrate Jesus. The Christian experience. Celebrate Jesus. Let us pray. Kind heavenly Father, we adore you today. We thank you and we praise you and we adore you and we magnify your holy name. As the people cried, Hosanna, Lord. Today we want to cry Hosanna from our hearts, Lord, because you are the Lord of Lords and you are indeed the King of glory and we magnify and we praise and we lift up your name, O God. Because we know who you are, Lord. You're our friend that sits by us when nobody is there, Lord. You're our comforter, Lord, when we don't even have comfort around us, Lord. You're our shield and defender, Lord, when we're in the fight, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, we just bless your holy name. For the old songwriter said, where will we be? Where will we go, Lord? But to the Lord if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, where would we be today? So we want to thank you, Lord, for being on our side. Now, bless us as we've come to share your word. We've already worshiped you in song and in prayer. We want to worship you again in the sharing of your word, Lord. We place you first, Lord, to have your way. We bless you and we thank you. Bless all who are here today, from the least to the greatest, Lord. And have your way. For it's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. You may be seated. The Christian experience. Celebrate Jesus. Each time we share from this theme, I hope it causes us to reflect about our daily lives and what we do each day. Because the most important word in this theme is the word Christian. Because it means I want us to be Christ-like. It means we, we should be Christ-like in the way we live our lives Every day, each and every day, not just on Sunday morning at 11 o'clock, to say you're a Christian, you went to church today, but every day of our lives, living for Jesus Christ, knowing him as our Lord and our personal Savior. Not because we go going to grandmama's church or granddaddy's church, but because we know him for ourselves. We have a personal relationship with him as our Lord and personal Savior. And as the old song say, whether on the land or the sea, wherever we be. Jesus is what we need. And I want us to know him for ourselves to have that relationship and have that daily conversation with him. Saying, Lord, thank you for waking me up this morning. Starting me on my way and keeping me in my right mind and give me the peace of God that I need. You know, you need peace in times like these. We're living in uncertain times and even his brother was in his prayer request about, you know, uh, voting. You know, it's, it's voting season. I want you to know there are people who are upset right now. They don't know who the next president is going to be. Or they don't like the current president. or They don't know what to do. And they don't realize that many things that they have are they have it in their own hands. We have the power in our own hands to do with so many things, but we live without peace because we don't, we don't allow God to take first place in our hearts. If we would only allow God to take number one in our lives, we would have peace. Jesus said, my peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world gives, give I unto you. But as it says in the New Testament, it's peace that surpasses all understanding. It will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. If you're worried about the future, you need to turn your life over to him. Let him give you peace. The peace of God. And the peace of God will keep you when your phone is ringing. God, the peace of God will keep you when you don't know when your next meal is going to be the peace of God will keep you when you don't know when your next job is going to be the peace of God is important and you need to have that in times like these it's not enough to let know that grandmama had it and granddaddy had it but you need it in your life today let's look at Isaiah 40 as we think about the plan that God has for our lives this is a vision for God's plan for mankind and I read it each time because I want it to be in our hearts. So that when, when, when someone asks you, you know, what is God want for my life? It will already be in your heart and your mind. That God came to comfort you. He don't want you out here in this world worried and stressed out. Stressed out about your sin. What you did yesterday. He wants you to be free. He says, comfort, yes. Comfort my people, says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry to her that her warfare is ended. That her iniquity is pardoned, but she is received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. See, his plan is not that you live in sin. See, sin is death. And someone described to me that, you know, how we feel about death is how God feels about sin. Think about that for a moment. You know how you feel when your loved one dies and you feel like you're missing something? Someone that's very dear and close to you. Well, that's how God feels because he's missing you. He wants you to be close to him. And when we sin, it causes us to be separated from God. And God don't want us to be separated from him. He wants us to be close to him. So turn away from sin and turn to God and draw closer to him. And it goes on to say, for the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. And in context, as we think about our lives, our vision for life, it means that even when things aren't going well, you can still live for God. You don't have to wait till everything is just perfect. You know, a perfect day is when the sun is shining and you're standing under this tree shade and maybe a glass of tea or lemonade and everything is going great. But I need to tell you that everything don't go great in life. But you still need to do the right thing. You can start in the worst valley or in the darkest, deepest desert and still live for Jesus Christ. And plan your way to go further and further and deeper into his plan for your life. Make a highway in the desert for Jesus. And start walking in the highway of the king. The song said, our hearts are full of praise. We're happy all our days walking in the highway of the king. I want you to live for Jesus, church. Live for him all the days of your life, no matter what the situations are in your life, live for him. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. It says, every valley shall be exalted, every mountain and hill brought low. See, I want you to know that God can do anything. He can take any situation and turn it around for your good and for his glory. You can be on a mountain and everything looking good. He can bring everything down. Help me, Holy Ghost it says you can be in the lowest valley and you can lift the valley right on up to the mountaintop oh, yeah. you can see your way clear again because God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ask our thing we serve a mighty God church and you know the Bible, one scripture says that you can speak to the mountain and say mountain be thou removed and be thou cast into the midst of the sea whatever the mountains are in your life the things that get in your way the things that bother you the things that may seem to bind you you can speak to it by faith Say, I'm going to make it out of this situation. I'm going to make it through it. I'll make it over because I serve a risen Savior. He has all power. So the crooked places shall be made straight and the rough places smooth. See, on this journey, you're going to have some difficult times. But you need to have Jesus with you in those difficult times. Right. See, you and I may not be able to fix things. Right. You ever been in a situation you just couldn't fix it? You tried all you could try, done all you could do. I'm here to tell you that God is the one who can straighten out the crooked places and make the rough places smooth. He's able to do it, but put your life in his hand. We're talking about the Christian experience. Celebrate Jesus. It says the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. See, even in our dark moments, we know that the glory of the Lord is on the way. I'm here to tell you the glory of the Lord is going to be revealed. Sometimes you can't see it because of your trouble. Sometimes you can't see it because of who you think you are in your own business, and your own life, and what you think you've already done for yourself. But I'm here to tell you that the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. Every circumstance, every trial, every burden you had to carry, the glory of the Lord is going to be revealed. And everybody will see that. God has been the one that's been good to you. God's the one that brings you through. He's the one that held you up when you couldn't hold yourself up. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. And whatever God says, you can settle in on it. You can settle in on it. You know, that's how he made the world. He didn't need to call a construction company to make some plans and put some 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 foundations down, all those things. No, he just spoke it. He just said, let there be. And there was. So whatever's going on in your life, if God is speaking to you, believe in him and trust in him and have confidence that whatever God has said, it's going to perform. It's going to come to pass. Put your trust and your confidence in God. That's God's vision, for his plan for, for mankind. That his glory will be revealed. And ultimately his glory will be in heaven. And we all see him. I want to see him. The saints said oh I want to see him. And look upon his face. Dare to sing forever. Of his saving grace. On the streets of glory. Let me lift my voice. my cares are past. I'll be home at last. Forever. To rejoice. We want to celebrate the glory of the Lord. Let's look at our New Testament passage of Scripture today in the Gospel of St. John. John's Gospel was written that we might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And I said, he is the Christ, the Son of God. Not that he was or he used to be, but right now today, he's the Christ, the Son of God. You know, they're riding in the streets overseas because we believe in Jesus. We don't believe in other faiths and religions and Muhammad and all these other religions. But we believe that Jesus right now is the Christ, the Son of God. They can tell whatever they want to tell over there. But today we believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. We're not going to change our mind about Jesus because we know him for ourselves. Now I want us to make that resolve in our heart that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. He can guide you when there's no God around you. He can keep you when it don't seem like you're going to be kept. We believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. That's what John's gospel is written there. We might believe that. We might hold on to that in the trying times of life. Because he also said in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. That's what we have by faith when we read God's word and apply his word to our hearts. We have everlasting life. So we can say death, where is thy sting? Grave, where is thy victory? Because we believe that Jesus is the Christ, the son of God. We don't have to live in fear. We don't have to live in doubt. We don't have to live in guilt because we know. That God has changed our hearts and changed our lives. We believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And today we want to talk about celebrating Jesus. Celebrating him because of who he is. You know, many people go to church for varying reasons. As we go through this passage today, I want us to realize that we want to go to church for the right reasons. Because we know who Jesus is. Many people go to certain congregations because they know what they're going to get out of it. They're going to get certain benefits and blessings and, you know, prestige and status. But I want you to be able to serve Jesus no matter where you go. To be able to celebrate him and to really worship him. So you really can't worship him until you know him for who he really is. You can praise God. The scripture says, let everything that have breath praise the Lord. And sometimes that's because of what he's done. You know, food on the table. Clothes on the back. But when you really celebrate him for who he is, it doesn't matter where you are. You need to be able to, I want us to be able to celebrate Jesus for who he is. Because we know him for ourselves. We have a genuine relationship with him in our hearts. And we know him as our Lord and our personal Savior. In John chapter 12 today, there are three things I want us to realize as we celebrate Jesus. Not just for the great things or for status or for other reasons, but because we truly know him as Jesus the Christ, the Son of God. Look at John chapter 12 and verse 12. And the first thing I want us to see today is we need to recognize who he is. Recognize who he is. Look at John 12 and verse 12. It says, The next day a great multitude that had come to the feast... When they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him and cried out, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the king of Israel. Then Jesus, when he had found a young donkey, sat on it as it is written. Fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's coat. See, many people recognize Jesus because they think he's going to do something for them. Help me, Lord. You ever had a boss and, you know, you was talking trash about him and all of a sudden he walked in and you, all of a sudden you changed your conversation? Because they recognized who's in the building. But I want us to recognize Jesus for who he is. And here we find that they begin to celebrate because they thought he was coming to take things over. They thought he was going to run out the Romans, Herod and all those boys. And go sit on the throne and and rule. And they wanted to, to gain favor with Jesus as the king of Israel. Look what they said about him. The next day a great multitude came to the feast. And it says in verse 13, they took down the palm branches, went out to meet him and cried, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the king of Israel. Then Jesus, when he had found a young donkey, sat on it as it was written, as it is written. Fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's coat. See, he looked like a king at that moment. And you know, these people—there were people—they were—they were steeped in scripture, so they knew what the scripture had said. So when they saw Jesus coming, maybe they remembered the text. I remember what the 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 all the uh, the rabbis had told them. So they wanted to celebrate Jesus because he's going to be king. And we don't want to miss the king. They wanted to run out and celebrate the king. For what they thought he was going to do for them. But I want us to celebrate Jesus for who he is. We want to recognize who Jesus is. Look at Psalm 24. We've read it many times. Psalm 24 and verse 6 says, This is, Is Jacob, the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Lift up ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. See, we're going to celebrate him because of who he is. And we need, to, we need to recognize that first. Not just for what we see him wearing. You know, if the police come in here in a uniform, you no, know, we we respect him. But, you know, if the police was, you know, off-duty Sunday morning, you know, you know, it's Sunday morning like everybody else. Came in here without the uniform on, maybe people would not respect him. But if you know who he is outside of the uniform, you will still show him some respect. So we need to recognize who Jesus is and show him the honor that he's doing to his name. We want to celebrate Jesus and recognize who he is. The second thing I want to see in this scripture, let's remember who he is. Look at verse 16, John, John chapter 12. Verse 15 and 16 and 17. It says, look at verse 15. Fear not, O daughter of Zion. Behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's coat. His disciples did not understand these things at first. But when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things were written about him and that they had done these things to him. Therefore, the people who were with him, when he called Lazarus out of his tomb, And raised him from the dead, bore witness. See, you remember who he is. So many times people celebrate, you know, say, you know, at a funeral, they say, give me my flowers while I live. They're remembering different things that they had done. We want to celebrate him now. Because we remember who he is and what he's done for us. Had he done great things for you? The old song said, he brought me out of darkness. Into the marvelous night. You ought to look where he brought you from. He brought us a mighty long way. We've come this far by faith in Jesus Christ. We need to remember who he is. The kind of person he is. He is the son of God. And we need to celebrate that. And we see in the text that his disciples, they, they, when he died, and as we said in in Isaiah, when he was glorified. See, the, the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. One day you're going to remember and realize why you did all those things. Because it's for the glory of God. And it says here, his disciples did not understand these things at first in verse 16. But when Jesus was what? Glorified. See, one day the the, the veil is going to come off. You're going to realize why we did all those things. Because the glory of the Lord is going to be revealed. And we're going to remember who Jesus is. You remember when you was in trouble? Remember you were down and didn't have what you wanted to have? And then one day the light's going to pop on and say, oh, I remember. God brought me through that. The glory of the Lord was going to be revealed. It says, then they remembered. That these things were written about him. And get this that they had done these things to him. See, some of the things you're going through right now in your life, you don't understand why. But keep on doing the right things. Because they are the right things. It's going to be revealed why you did them. And you're going to be glad you did them. Because the glory of the Lord is going to be revealed. Keep on practicing. Keep on reading God's word. Keep on coming to church. Keep on praying. Keep on singing Zion songs because one day the glory of the Lord will be revealed. You understand why you went through those things. And you'll be glad you did them. Because you'll find that you're on the Lord's side. And his glory will be revealed. And look at these other people who remember Jesus in verse 17. Therefore the people who were with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb... And raised him from the dead, bore witness. See, even those who are just hanging around, they're still going to be able to bear witness. They said, all flesh is going to see. Everybody going to give God glory. Because he is who he is. He is the son of God. He is the savior of the world. He's our redeemer. He can give us new life. And even those who may not be there for the right reasons, they're still going to bear witness that Jesus Christ is Lord. Look at it. Look at Luke chapter 22. We need to remember who he is. We need to reflect on what he's done and what he means to us. We need to remember. Look at Luke 22. I quote this when we do the Lord's Supper. Luke 22 and verse, uh, beginning at verse 14. Luke 22 and verse 14 says, when the hour had come, he sat down and the 12 apostles with him. Then he said to them with fervent desire, I desire to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say unto you, I will no longer eat of it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took the cup and gave thanks and said, take this and divide it among yourselves. For I say unto you, I will not drink it, drink of it of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God hath comes. And he took bread and gave thanks and broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant of my blood, which is shed for you. See, are there things that Jesus did that we need to remember. We remember who he is. He is the son of God and he gave not only his life, but he shed his blood for you. And we need to remember that. Remembering who he is and all the things that we do because his glory is going to be revealed. We're talking about the Christian experience. Celebrate Jesus. We need to recognize who he is and remember who he is. Because he gave his life for you and me. We're talking today about the Christian experience. Celebrate Jesus. The third thing and the last thing today in John chapter 12. Is we need to realize who he is. Realize who Jesus is. Look at verse 18 and 19. John 12 and verse 18 says. For this reason the people also met him. Because they heard that he had done this sign." The Pharisees therefore said among themselves. You see that? You are accomplishing nothing? Look, the world has gone after him. See, in this life, we need to realize that we don't have the power. We don't have the glory. We don't have as much uh, uh, flack as we, uh, much status as we think we have, much pool as we think we have. We need to realize who Jesus is. And one of the things about this scripture in context in this setting is the Pharisees, you know, it was about time for the Passover, which is, you know, their time to show off who they were, how much influence they had in Jewish society. It was Passover time, probably the the, the most wonderful time of the year, you might say. And they were ready to, to, to show off their robes and their status and their elegance and all those things. But we see Jesus being the son of God doing what he always did while he was here didn't he say I always do those things that please my father he went about doing good and the process of that he showed the the Pharisees and the Sadducees that I am the son of God and if I really wanted the whole world to come after me they could come all out, they could follow me if Jesus wanted to be a rock star he could have been one he could have sold out all the arenas So not every city. But he chose to do the Father's will. And we need to celebrate him for that. We need to realize who Jesus is. And the text of scripture says for this reason, the people also met him because they heard he had done this sign. They realized that nobody could call a man who had been dead for four days out of the tomb. Only Jesus could do that. Only the Messiah could do that. Only the anointed one could do something like that. And they wanted to go and meet him for themselves. And see with their own eyes who this Jesus is. Because there's nobody like him. And even today, there still ain't nobody like him. There ain't nobody like Jesus. So the Pharisees, they, they came to realize it for themselves. You know, it's good to realize something then nobody else has to tell you. Because you know it for yourself. And even if you don't agree with it, even if you don't like it, you still need to realize the truth and come to the knowledge of it. And it says in verse 19, the Pharisees therefore said among themselves, you see that you are accomplishing nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. The Pharisees had to come to themselves and say, you know what? All the little plots and schemes we was trying to do, We tried to cut him off during the Sabbath day for healing the sick. We tried to stone him when he stood up for the reed in his own town. And none of those things worked. You know, I've heard it said that men make plans and then God laughs at them. Because our plans don't mean nothing to God. Let them make all their plans. But as the Pharisees said here, you are accomplishing nothing. If you spend your life trying to celebrate yourself, you're still accomplishing nothing. Once we say, you are like a sounding brass and a tingling cymbal. But I want us to celebrate Jesus and accomplish something. Because when we lift up the Savior, he's going to draw all men unto himself. that's what we need to spend our lives doing. Spend our lives celebrating Jesus Christ. Look at Philippians 2 as we close. Philippians 2 and verse 10. Philippians 2 and verse 10 says, That at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven, and of those on earth, and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess. That Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is good for it is God who works in you both the will and to do of his good pleasure. See, this is a time we need to realize who Jesus is. Right now, today, we didn't to realize it because you no know, celebrating him, then we got to start celebrating him now. If we want to be able to celebrate him, then at the moment when every knee is going to bow, when every tongue will confess, we need to start celebrating him now. Celebrating him as a, in our lives every day, not just Sunday morning at 11 o'clock, but every day of our lives. Because surely then we're going to want to celebrate him. We're going to celebrate that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. Because every knee is going to bow. Every tongue is going to confess. Even those who are under the earth right now, those who are in the grave and those who are in the sea, the sea is going to give up, their dead. The grave is going to open up and everybody is going to meet meet him in the air. And then we're going to stand before him, some on the right hand and some on the left. But we're all going to be standing before him. And in that moment, I want to be able to celebrate Jesus Christ as Lord. I want to be able to call him what he is. He is the king of glory. He's the Lord strong and mighty. He's the Lord who is mighty in my battles. He fought every battle for me. And now I'm standing here celebrating him for who he really is. And that's when I us to truly celebrate him. Because then we'll be able to hear him say, well done. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over all these few things down here on earth. Faithful coming to Shadydale, paying your tithes and offering, coming to Sunday school on Sunday morning, helping the poor and the needy, feeding the sick and and those who who are in need. Now I'm going to make you ruler over many. Enter into the joy of thy Lord. Then we can sing forever and forevermore because we celebrated him now. I pray you understood the message today as we stand together. The Christian experience. Celebrate Jesus.